So it's much more like a casual conversation. I know you didn't ask about this, but... <laughs> These are all heavy hitting questions. <laughs> Welcome to Evan Lee's podcast, hosted by Ebenezer Ajay and Nika Derekshanya. Exploring Evan Lee's exhibition, Elders and Roots, at the Richmond Art Gallery from April 26 to June 15, 2014. So what exactly is Evan Lee's artwork about? This exhibition includes artworks based on the uniquely shaped ginseng roots, drawings of elderly women, and a video called Manual Labor. Cool, bro. So in today's podcast, our local youth, John, Alexandra, and Mahika, will discuss the topics involved in Evan's artwork. But before that, let's express our feelings when we first walked into Evan Lee's gallery. So my first impression of the gallery was that it was very spacious and very organized, neatly spaced, and quite elegant. It looked smaller than usual. I wondered why there were only two genres of art. Well, I thought the colors were really nicely coordinated. It was just mostly black and white and some brown, and, I mean, there was no orange and fuchsia, so it looked really classy. I wondered what it all meant. Why the roots? Why the elders? At first glance, I didn't even seem to know what the message was or the meaning behind the artwork. The youth podcast team had the opportunity to interview Evan Lee about his exhibition. Here is podcaster Alexandra to tell us what she learned. Avonlea said he had his grandmother on his mind when he was creating these artworks. For a women series, a drawing of elders that Avon created. You can find some connections with his grandmother. He was raised by his grandmother until he was 11 years old, so she must have a great impact on Avon's childhood. I have had a similar experience myself because I was also raised by my grandmother and she affected me by teaching me the lessons she learned from her past experiences. She also encouraged me, and she was there for me whenever I needed her. I feel Avonlea is very fortunate that he was able to make all these artworks about his grandmother when people who are not autistic like me couldn't. That whole series started off with a completely different kind of project but it was a photograph that I did of my grandmother and it's a very large portrait style photograph and really it just had her on my mind when I was um, when I decided to go and make these photographs. Avon took pictures of these elders and created drawings based on the photographs. Every elder is holding either a cane or a few bags in their hands and they have similar facial expressions. I wonder if Alvin chose these people specifically because they reminded him of his grandmother or perhaps the Chinese elders share these characteristics. I also noticed some visitors left written comments about how these artworks made them miss their own mother. I think Alvin must be missing his own grandmother and put his feelings into artworks in order to move others. Not everyone's going to be able to or want to think about the older people in their families, but, you know, the elders are people who exist, you know, in and, ar in and around everywhere we go. Um, so I do want people to, to think about them, you know. Evan was also inspired 
when he walks through Chinatown as a little boy, and his father pointed out the ginseng roots to him. I found this very interesting. In Chinese culture, ginseng roots are considered to have special properties because it looks like a little human. So translation for it is the root of humans. Even so, Evan told us that he does not know much about his culture. I feel like it was clearly played a big part in his works. The stories in his art are all related either to his family members or his family background. They made up the person he is today, and he is deeply connected to his family. All these factors have an impact on the amazing artworks he has done. During the interview, Evan also mentioned his young daughter, he obviously loves very deeply. He said it's possible to create future artworks about his daughter since family is a good source to find the inspiration. It sure is, Alex. A good source of inspiration, but I'm not sure how I feel about it. Taking photographs of strangers on the street—I mean, I always thought you needed permission to take pictures of other people. I take pictures of people whether they like it or not. Like if I just bought a new camera, I would take a picture of someone on the street, and I wouldn't worry about it. Isn't that illegal? It's okay. Evan's got my back, right, Evan? I'm not taking pictures of people in kind of private circumstances, right? They're always in public when I'm taking pictures of them, which means they essentially consent to to you know being photographed.、Um, don't quote me on that. I'm not a lawyer. Well, he isn't a lawyer, but we have just quoted him on that. And what are your thoughts on the subject, Mahika? An interesting element of Evanley's work is his anonymous use of subjects. The photos he took are of people that don't know him, and nor does he know them. And this is the interesting connection. When Evan is out there, who does he look for? If we refer back to the clip that our fellow podcaster Alexander played, we can see that he looks for familiarity, someone he can recognize, and the fact that he looks for traces of his grandmother is the most beautiful thing ever. After all, art does begin with emotion. But there's another perspective to this: the seniors don't know that they are being photographed. The question that arises from this is: is it ethical? Is it okay to take a picture of someone on the street and use it as artwork? Though I don't know the proper ethics regarding it, I do know that loads of artists have contributed to this new art form. Starting from Andy Warhol's Campbell Soup to the art form called appropriation has bloomed and evolved over the years, and Evan Lee can be said to be a fantastic promoter as well as contributor to this movement. As I walked around the gallery, I also wondered about how the photos must have been specifically selected by Evan Lee. This means that there would have been a whole collection of unused images, and this creates the idea of private versus public photos. What did he want to portray? What was his criteria for choosing? Earlier, we saw how he looks for traces of his grandmother within these photos, and maybe it's merely intuition that plays a part in this. Evan Lee, however, is an intellectual and organized artist who rarely bases art off intuition. The topic of his criteria for picking pictures is debatable, and perhaps we may never know. But at the end of it all, I wonder: Does it matter? Art is art, and as long as it, the subject is not harmed, it is acceptable. And in Evan Lee's case, it is very well appreciated.
if you think about it, there are cameras taking pictures of us and recording us every day, so... I mean, it's inevitable. Well, the thing is, if you're in a crowded place and you're taking a picture of a monument or something, you're going to be taking pictures of strangers as well. Or you mean, like, you see teenagers taking pictures of random people, you know, sometimes to make fun of them, sometimes because they look cool. This one time, I was in line at Starbucks, and then I saw my friend's friend, who I'd never met before, but I knew it was him, so I Snapchatted him. Snapchat? You know what? I don't even really know what that is. And I sent his photo to my friend and said, hey, look, it's that Josh guy. Oh yeah, that's John. He's here to talk about non-traditional approaches to technology. In this exhibit, Evan uses a lot of images and receives inspiration from photography, but most of his work doesn't really involve traditional photographs. His way of working seems to combine a methodical approach with a more experimental feel. I think developing uh, an art career is just kind of hitting new levels of, of maturity and reflection along the way, right? And then when you hit a certain point, then you let it all go and just do whatever you want. When he says that he reaches new levels and reaches the point where you just need to let it go and do whatever, I think this really gets him to think of new ways to do things. It's also a good way to think especially for those people who tend to stick to only one kind of path, sticking to what they know and playing it safe. I find this to be heavily reflected on students of today who thinks that there is a set list of what they need to do. When they think, yes, must do this, must do that, must get a job, must go to university. It's not so easy anymore to think of doing something new or different. However, his development on this scanner photography isn't technically from intentional experimentation. I found it really interesting to learn how he developed this technique. I used a flatbed scanner, like just one I had on my desk that I would use for documents and that sort of thing, back when people had scanners. Um, they, it actually went off by accident one time and I noticed that the way it captured an image was quite unique um, when you don't have the top on it, it the background falls off or the background, the focus falls off really quickly and then um, you do get this very dark background especially if there's not a lot of ambient light and that, if you look at the ginseng images you see that um, there's quite a lot of depth to them that you wouldn't normally get with a camera without really fiddling around. So that's one reason I was drawn to using the scanner. It sounds like you'd hear that story about the invention of some type of food, right? Like accidentally dropping chocolate in peanut butter and making something so magical. I found it really fascinating and innovative. I wish I would have had something like that happen to me. Because whenever I'd be working on creative projects at school, I would always want it to be new and different. Or if we would be working on a new podcast, we would want it to be original and inventive. But it's hard to just think of something new, especially in this age when a lot of concepts have been thought of already. So I think that taking such a traditional form of art and involving it into something different is really incredible. Thank you, John. Hearing how Evan approaches his work is really inspirational. Yes, I hope you young folks enjoyed listening as well. This podcast is produced by the Richmond Art Gallery and the Richmond Media Lab. Thank you to all the volunteers involved in the making of this episode. John, Joe, Mejica, Alexandra, Jacqueline, and especially our host, Ebenezer, and me, Nika. A special thank you to the Richmond Community Foundation for sponsoring the Richmond Art Gallery podcast program. 
Learn more about the artist on his website, www.evanlee.ca. You can get more information on the art gallery and contemporary art by visiting www.richmondartgallery.org. And you can get more information on the Richmond Media Lab by visiting www.richmond.ca. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening. It's the best interview I've ever done. Woo! Awesome. <laughs> can we put that in a podcast? <laughs>